Welcome to Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith, founder and president of the Wealthcare Investment Center. Each week, we discuss strategies to help you preserve, protect, and enhance your wealth because saving for retirement is just the beginning. We've developed an innovative approach to retirement wealth and tax management, powerful strategies to help you get the most from your nest egg and help you live the retirement you want and deserve. Have a question for the team? Connect with us at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Or call 888-888-5601. 888-888-5601. Get more retirement starts now. Welcome to Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. Coming up today, taking control of your money in 10 steps. How much are you paying in fees? Are you sure? Why you may be in for sticker shock and why you may still be paying taxes even after you're gone. Today on Get More Retirement, Create Wealth, Retain Wealth. It's the title of a book written by Bruce Smith, And we're going to hear from the author himself because this is his show. And he's sitting right here. So we're going to talk to him right now about that. Well, okay then. (laughs) You're a captive audience or actually a captive author. I want to start, Bruce, because I love this book, by the way. Now, I don't want to scare anybody off. We're talking about your money. There are going to be figures here. There are lots of numbers, but the way you explain it, makes it totally understandable. So I want to start with the 10-step process that you have in the book. I want to say something that I read in the book that I thought was so brilliant. There is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. So in my mind, you better make each one of those steps count. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about if we start with step 10? I'm turning it upside down because step 10 is taking action. And to me, that seems like it could easily be number one as well. Well, that's the thing. You really don't want to take action if you haven't gone through the other steps. And that's the problem. The financial industry is really predicated on what you just said. From the minute you walk into the door or you're in their ballpark, you know, of the financial industry, whether it's an insurance agent, an investment person, portfolio manager, an insurance agent, whatever, it's basically, okay, you're going to do business with me. You know, you're going to take action. We're going to, we're going to move all your stuff. Like, for example, when we have physical appointments, of course, now a lot of the appointments are virtual, but we'd have physical appointments, people would bring their stuff, you know, the statements and tax returns and things that we need to, to do the level of planning we do. And they want to hand them to you. I said, no, just keep them on your side of the table. I said, let's talk. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your retirement story. So I understand it. Make sure there's a good fit. Before we ever, you know, I said, everybody else will grab your stuff. I don't want your stuff. I want to talk about you. Mm. This is kind of exactly 180 out from the traditional financial industry. The 10 steps where they came from, this did not come out of my head. I mean, I thank you for the word brilliant, but uh, that's not the case here. It, the only brilliance in all of this was in 11 years, I was a broker and my job was to do what everybody else does. I sold you stuff. You came in, I had a solution, buy the magic object and you're fine. You'll be wonderful. And I hated that, you know, but I went from being a broker all the way to vice chairman of the company in Boston, which was a national brokerage. And I learned in 11 years that Wall Street doesn't know a lot about creating wealth. They know about selling you stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's tragic. I finally got the door open where I could go in. I would be seeing people that had $5 million, $10 million. And I can tell you they manage their money differently. First of all, it's simple what they do with their money. It's not complex. It's easy to follow. It's easy to understand. They're all about simplicity and they're all about efficiency. The planning that I had done for people for 11 years, that the financial industry taught me to do, and, and it's really what everybody else does, what, what you see traditionally. The second lady I met with, you know, I'll never forget her, and she said, you know, we don't deal with brokers. We deal with wealth managers. And she said, you know, a lot of your ideas make a lot of sense, Bruce. And, you know, if, if you're functioning as a wealth manager, we would love to work with you. At that point, I was still talking like the brokery kind of stuff. And she's like, we don't do that. So what is fed to the masses is deemed unacceptable for people that have a certain level of wealth. And that's where, if you notice, you know, the financial industry opens the door to higher level of planning, a higher level of management for these people. But there's nothing that they do for those people that doesn't make sense. It is something, if it's good enough for the wealthy, why isn't it good enough for you? And is it something that is available to you? And the fact is, it's a much better way to go, and it is available. 
And the average advisor that does this has a minimum $5 million, $8 million, $10 million. You don't see that. Um, my belief in 1996 when we started the firm was that technology will evolve to the point where we can provide this to people because we can be very efficient. And people said I was crazy. Well, here we are. <laughs> you know, there are people who read that book who are engineers. And believe me, they can't read the text, but man, they'll chew up those numbers. There are people who really don't want to get involved in the numbers. And I certainly understand. Just please read the text because it'll tell you how this process works. So it satisfies whatever type of personality you are, whether you are a graph person, a numbers person, or that stuff scares me. No, we have the simple text to teach it to you. It's made to be as a course book. You know, we use it in a course that we do from time to time for people. But more and more people have wanted the book because it's a great way to say, hey, before I have a meeting with Bruce, I'd like to know what their planning is all about. Well, who else lays it bare like that where you can have that low hurdle? You can go on Amazon. You can pick up the book. It's Create Wealth, Retain Wealth. It was a number one bestseller for us. Read the reviews on it. You'll see what real people have said about it. Our peer reviews from other advisors are like, Bruce, this is the book that needed written. But no, step 10, taking action, is something if the process makes sense to you, if you can understand it and you can see yourself. And the 10 steps are, number one, be involved in your money. We're going to talk about these, but be involved in your money. Step two, see your money as a pile of cash. The only four factors that matter, the only four things that are manageable, the risk you take, the fees you pay, the taxes you pay, and the income that you remove from that pile of cash, that nest egg you saved for retirement. Those are the only four moving parts there are. And it's, it's a lot of things the industry talks about that, that is a waste of time. What do you think the market's going to do? Nobody knows that. So why have the conversation? It's not about war or famine or social media or uh, the economy or the market. It's none of those things because you can't control them. We focus on what is manageable and what can be controlled. And I learned that from wealthy people. We look at Social Security, beneficiary planning, having a comprehensive plan. And only after you go through that and say that makes sense that's when you take action. I get that. So let's go back to step one. Mm -hmm. And step one is get involved with your money. Be involved in your money. So I was thinking about that and I thought, well, most people, if you ask them, Bruce, would say, oh yeah, I am intimately involved with my money. I know exactly what's going on in and out of my bank account. But they're <laughs> missing something, aren't they? We interview hundreds of families every year and we go through the process. So I asked that question, I say, you know, how involved are you in your money? And I listen. You know, we don't just talk and tell you do this. We listen. And I ask the question to both parties. I mean, I know you're, you've lost your husband, but so when your husband was alive, you know, if I looked at him and said, you know, how involved in your money, he would tell me. And then if I looked at Cheryl, I'd say, how involved are you in the money? And you would tell me. And they're rarely the same. Typically, one of the spouses will say, you know, I'm not very involved at all, or I run the checkbook and he runs the, the portfolio or whatever the case may be. But a lot of times you'll find trepidation where one of them is not plugged in. And it's like, look, you need to be because what if he or she has a stroke? What if they have a heart attack? What if they're incapacitated? This is your responsibility. And the reason you're not involved is because it's too complicated. That's what they say. It's too complicated. And I say, okay, so the challenge of this appointment in this 70 minute appointment is at the end, I'm going to ask you, can you do this? And I said, the responsibility is on me to accomplish that. And we show them how simple it is. And at the end, almost always, it's like, yeah, if it's that simple, I can do it. So we want to make sure both of the spouses are involved. If we're having an appointment, somebody says, I'm going to come to the appointment. My wife, she's not interested in this. So it's like, sorry, we don't do the appointment without both of you being there. And we're not trying to be a command structure. It's basically, look, it's that important, but it's also that much fun. We want you to both be involved. So be involved in your money, understanding that involvement, how to get you more involved if we can keep it simple. But then the second part of that is if you're going to involve anybody else, any outside party, an advisor, okay, then, you know, and, and I'll say, yeah, I say, oh, I have an advisor. Okay. And tell me, what is it they do for you in your own words? And, you know, we hear all kinds of answers. And I said, okay, so what's the thing you can put your finger on and say, that's what that person or that, that team of people does for us. And a lot of times they look at each other and go, well, I don't know. And we uh, hear all kinds of answers. It's not just like, you know, <laughs> well, I don't think they do much, or I'm not sure what they do, or I never hear from them. I haven't heard from them in four years or whatever it is. And so the thing is be involved in your money. And if you're going to involve any outside party, any outside people like us, they've got to bring a tangible value 
to the table, value. Something you can put your finger on and say, that's what we have them for. That's what they're doing for us. So that becomes the metric that basically warrants habitably. Are they doing something that you can't do, that you don't know how to do, that you are not aware of? Or are they bringing value, for example, in our keystone is our lifetime tax management. Is basically how do we take that tax bill for Uncle Sam and cut it down significantly, keep more money in your account, keep your money growing, and, and hopefully generating tax-free growth on that account. What's that worth to you? Nobody else is doing that for the most part. So that's a significant additional value, but it's an easy, tangible value to put your finger on. So step one, be involved in your money. And if you're going to involve any outside advisors, what is the tangible value that they bring to the table? Thanks, Bruce. We're going to have to take a break. But coming up, more from Bruce's book, Create Wealth, Retain Wealth. We'll get into taxes a little bit later on and opportunities that you may be missing. Also, Bruce flips the script on risk. Stay right here for more Get More Retirement. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your nest egg's financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies can help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for your retirement income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a fresh diagnosis. Because managing your wealth can be just as important as managing your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the wealth care team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online. That's wealthcare.com. That's why I'm easy. This is Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. And Bruce, in your book, Create Wealth, Retain Wealth, you quote Warren Buffett more than once, but here's the one I want to bring up right now. Buffett rule number one, don't lose money. Buffett rule number two, don't forget rule number one. See rule number one. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we all accept that he is a very smart guy, but how is that really possible not to lose money? Well, it's very interesting. First of all, I am a fan of two wonderful, amazing people. One is Warren Buffett. The other one is is no longer with us, Jack Bogle, John Bogle, the founder of Vanguard Funds. So both of these gentlemen are, first of all, the very brightest of investors on the planet ever. But they're in stark contrast to what Wall Street or the financial industry tells us to do with our money. So you can read Warren Buffett, but what happened to me was when I worked with wealthy people, I found out that they do the way they want their money managed, the things they require, the, how they want their structure to be, really is very much in parallel with everything Warren Buffett says. So when you see don't lose money, I mean, if I ask you, Cheryl, you know, if I don't lose money, what do you think that means as far as, as investments and stuff? I mean, literally, what do you think they're saying there? Well, it seems to me they'd be saying, put your money in a place where if you lose it, you gain it somewhere else or make even more. Okay. You would think of it in the vein of the investment portfolio, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. And here's what's very interesting about this. At a very high level, when you understand it, he's saying don't lose money. And he's not saying don't lose money in your investment portfolio. He's saying don't lose money unnecessarily in your investment portfolio. Don't lose money to unnecessary or excessive fees. Don't lose money to unnecessary and avoidable taxes. And don't lose money by being forced to take income that you don't need. So looking across the entire financial spectrum of looking at opportunities to keep your money working, keep your money efficient. And that's a game changer. That's a whole different level of understanding when you see that. There's a ruler that we use and it comes from Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett said this, he said, looking at the return of a portfolio is good. That's a fair and equitable measure. But a better measure is risk adjusted return. You know, don't focus on on trying to make the most potential gain on the account because you can expose yourself to unnecessary and harmful risk. Uh, Unnecessary comes back in. Yeah. A better one is if you focus on a conservative portfolio and capital preservation, 
This will work about perfectly in helping your returns because you end up with a portfolio that has, his words, more upside potential than downside potential. So he's given us a yardstick by which to measure things. So when we build a portfolio, we do it the way I saw wealthy people have their portfolios. First of all, we build typically 30 or 40% of a portfolio. We use what are called wealth protection assets that don't have any downside to the market, yet they still have a healthy potential return on the upside if the market is up. Then you have what's called wealth preservation assets. These are assets that, again, make a very healthy return or get the actual full return on the upside of the market. But on the downside, there is a cushion of protection, say 15 or 20%, that if that account is negative over the, the maturity period, let's say it's 18 months, two years, you won't lose anything. If, if the market's down 5, 10, 15, you don't lose anything. If it's down more than the cushion, if, it, if the cushion's 20% and the market's down 27, you would only lose 7 well, if I get 100% of the up of the market, say up to 25%, and I have a, lim a limit of what I can make, say 25%, but I have a cushion of 20 and the market's down 27, do I have more upside potential than downside potential? Absolutely. So that qualifies. We've now used 60% of the assets to build that part of the portfolio. So the majority has exactly what Warren says, which is more upside potential than downside potential. So we've now changed the dynamic of not knowing anything about the future of that portfolio to where we have a defined outcome. We know a range of what's going to happen. Protected assets, it's going to either be a positive number or zero. And for the wealth preservation assets, we know we're going to get a healthy return from the up of the market. We've got a cushion of protection on the downside. So we know those things in advance. Bruce, let me just ask the, you here, yeah. why aren't we all doing this then? Because this makes absolute <laughs> sense to me. Yeah. Where do you go to get them? Again, Wall Street institutionally gives access to these programs. For example, wealth preservation assets. When I was working with wealthy people, you know, they had a minimum investment of half a million dollars, quarter million dollars. So for a larger portfolio, sure, you still could allocate pieces into that. For somebody who's got, you know, $500,000 in their retirement account, you're not going to be able to throw it in there. You know, so that was a problem for so many years. But now with technology, they have finally broken them into small enough pieces that we can have $25,000, $50,000 pieces, and we can ladder several of them with different maturities as we should for diversification. But we understand how ultimately to create that portfolio. And the end point is when we build that, again, these are things that the average advisor out there doesn't even know about. So we've given people that access to that higher level of portfolio design, if you will. But the key is that when you do that, we take their current portfolio and our goal is to match or possibly slightly increase the average rate of return. So let's say that their average return is six and they've got a risk factor of 12. So 6% plus or minus 12% is their range of expected returns the majority of the time. We're looking to maybe make it a six and a half or a seven, not take it up to 12, mm -hmm. but I want to cut that risk down by 30 or 40%. And that's the key. You make it more durable, more consistent, and it's something you have to do if you're going to be taking income from that portfolio in the future, because investing for growth versus basically taking distributions from that portfolio, how the numbers work are totally different. So what do you think is the most important thing that the wealthy know that everyone else doesn't know. What have you discovered to be the most important, the key to successful financial planning that maybe you are offering now that only the wealthy were able to access prior to this? I think the key to it that I've always seen and, and been amazed at, quite frankly, is, first of all, the point of failure in retirement is the weak link, if you will, is that almost all the planning and all the online calculators and all the things you see are predicated on one simple number, and it's called the average rate of return. And we've talked about that before mm -hmm. on the show. So if you use an average rate of return, the numbers may look pretty good. But the reality is that you're invested, not that you get that exact return all the time. You're getting a variable return. You Sometimes you have gains, losses, small gains, big gains, big losses, small losses. So you have a series of these and how they occur. And then if you're removing capital that's not going to be there to grow in the future for income, all of this has to be understood. 
And we do, you know, and that's not your job. That's our job. But we illustrate it and say, okay, here's what an average return looks like. But then here's what the actual market has done in a couple of different scenarios. And you end up with less money at the end of the day. So what wealthy people do with their portfolios, and I, I think I'll give it to you the best way that, that it was explained to me. Because the hard part for me, I went from being a broker to working with wealthy people. And they're, they're like, I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose money. I'm kind of like, these people don't get it. You know, they could do so much better if they would just embrace the market. The market is the place to be. Because that's what I had been telling people for 11 years as mm -hmm. a broker. And one gentleman came to me and I'm like, I'm like, I don't get this. You know, you guys are just too conservative. He said, Bruce, here it is. So I'm going to do this with you, Cheryl. I've never done this with Cheryl. So, so this is all brand new. But I do this with, with people all the is time. Is this in our a meetings. test? Yep. Yep. Here we go. So, so here it is. And it's not complex. And if I ask a question, there's no trick question here. So, Cheryl, you have $100. Mm -hmm. You lose 50%. Okay. How much do you have left? $50. $50. And that's not complex. Very simple. Okay. Now, part two. You have $50. You earn 50%. How much do you have? $75. You have $75. And this is what the gentleman said to me that finally turned the light on. He said, Bruce, I had $100. I lost 50%. I have $50. And he said, if that's a million dollars, I have $500,000. Know, so $100 becomes 50. If I make 50%, I have $75. He said, I have to successfully stress my money and make 100% to get back to even. The reason Warren Buffett is saying don't lose money, that's why he's saying you want to be focused on being conservative. You want to have more upside than downside is this. The gentleman said, I don't have to stress my money near as hard if I never lost it in the first place. And I went, whoa. The crazy part is, it's not how much you make. It's basically when you can eliminate or reduce those loss years, that's where you really supercharge the portfolio. So actually reducing risk, there are opportunities to have the right portfolio design to maintain that opportunity for growth from a good market. But if you reduce those downsides, you have a much more consistent and actually you end up with better numbers than trying to just chase the big returns. And that is so counter to everything Wall Street teaches us, tells us to do. That's the key. That's the number one thing that I learned from wealthy people. I finally understood why is flipping that risk card around and saying, look, it's very important not to lose money, just like Warren Buffett says. Okay, you answered that question. Thank you, Bruce. Coming up, we have more. Bruce drills down on fees. That's something you want to hear because I have a feeling that he's going to share with you some information you don't know right now and how to avoid the pitfalls from a plan gone wrong as Get More Retirement continues. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealth Care Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies could help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a consistent plan for income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a second opinion to help you manage your wealth just like you manage your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the wealth care team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. You are listening to Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. 
And today is a special edition of the program because we're sharing information from Bruce's book, Create Wealth, Retain Wealth. Coming up, could you be leaving your loved one with a huge tax bill? And the truth about fees. And that's where we're going first, Bruce. In your book, you devote a lot of attention to fees. It's because when I read the book, I realized there was a lot about fees that I didn't know and fees I was actually paying that I wasn't aware I was paying. (laughs) Well, welcome to the club. (laughs) So why don't we know? It's funny. I always were having interviews with people. I said, so I said, where do you find a financial advisor that wants to talk about fees? And boy, I mean, that's where the laughter always. Yeah, right. But I said, well, it's there. It's on page 47 under the big diagram written in Latin. (laughs) You know, that's that's there's the disclosure. But the the fact is, you know, ladies and gentlemen, those big shiny buildings, you know, I, I, I had a client one time. And he made this incredible analogy. He said, you know, he says, you go to Las Vegas and you have these incredible buildings. I mean, just just unworldly things. You know, you've got Paris and pyramids and all these things. And he said, and people flock to that city with the idea that they're going to come home with more money than they went there with. And he said, so do you think they built those buildings out of charity? But he said, there's only one other place on the earth I know it's just like that. He said, Wall Street. He said, they're big, shiny, giant, monster skyscraper buildings of all the financial people. He says, and people go there thinking that, you know, oh, that was all built with charity. No, it's not that way. We are a for-profit business, as is the financial industry. And the financial industry does quite well, quite frankly. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you realize it or not, they're making a profit somehow, some way from your money. I have one client, he likes to call it OPM, other people's money. So if the financial industry and, and our firm, WealthCare, if we're, if we're a for-profit business, then, you know, you have to realize, A, you're paying fees, and whether they're built into a calculation, whether they are hidden, whether they are disclosed in a deep, long, thick prospectus, or whether they're very clear on your statement saying, here's what the fees are. And we're transparent. We actually make sure the fees are on that statement. But the question is not how much you're paying in fees. Some people are very fee sensitive. Say, I don't want to pay any fees. Okay, well, and, and the industry says, oh, you have a no load. Well, a no load means you didn't pay a broker's sales charge, but you still have internal fees. Okay, so the person who really is very eloquent when it comes to understanding fees was actually Warren Buffett's mentor, one of his professors at Columbia, who was named Ben Graham. And Ben Graham said this, he said, price is what you pay, value is what you get. And that really is the yardstick that you need to utilize. And when we built WealthCare, wealthy people, they paid me handsomely. I got great fees from great accounts with wealthy people. But the challenge is always, you know, we tell people, say, you know, how much are you paying in fees? Well, they don't know. You should know. And I said, okay, I wish they would pass a law that says they can't take the fees from your account. They have to come get them from you. I said, if you, you know, if somebody has a million dollars and they're paying a 1% fee, that's $10,000 a year. I said, mm-hmm. I think that advisor should have to come into your house, sit down, have a cup of coffee with you and say, hi, I'm here for this year's fees. You need to write me out a check for $10,000. And if I know what their fee schedule is, I'll tell them. I said, yeah, that's what you're paying. So if your advisor came over and wanted that check, what would you do? And they go, um, um, some say I wouldn't give it to them. He's not worth it. We're going to have a big discussion. I want to know what I'm getting for my money. And there it is. I want to know what I'm getting for my money. Where's the value? So Ben Graham was right on point. Jack Bogle from Vanguard Funds always said this. He said, always remember fees are a drag on your return. You have a gross return, less fees. You have a net return. So it's always dragging down that return. And in a year that you have a loss, you know, do they not get paid because you lost money? No, they're still getting paid. So you lost money. You have a loss number plus the fees. So your loss is even deeper. So at WealthCare, for the way that we have our conservative portfolios, we reduce risk, we're still looking for that opportunity for growth. And I always say, if I stop there, I think you'd find that our fee is justifiable, but that's not good enough. Where the real horsepower is in retirement planning is a lifetime tax management strategy. How do we change that window sticker price of Uncle Sam's share? and keep more of that money for you and your family. And that savings is monster. It's significant for most people. So does that mean our fee is higher than a firm that doesn't do tax management? No, in most cases, our fee is equal to or less than what most advisors are charging. I mean, I think our average fee is less than 1% for our clients out there managing their money. And that includes our tax strategy, which, which brings a lot of other additional value. So the key with fees 
is understand what you're paying. If you don't know, dig deeper. If we're doing a comparison analysis, we'll show you the fees. We'll bring those fees to the top. But most importantly, after understanding how much your fees are, is what value are you getting for the payment of those fees? That's the critical, that's the most important part. That is the most important part. But why do you think that some people are a little hesitant to ask their advisor, their planner, how much they're paying in fees? I think there's a hesitancy. Yeah, it is. I mean, and you're the one paying it, you know. It, it's almost this enigma that has been created by the industry. And the scary part is the number of people who have asked their advisor, we hear this all the time, and it's like, you know, well, and they beat around the bush or they give them something. Because, quite frankly, this is a very lucrative business. You know, I mean, you think about it, and I'll lay the card out there. So, so let's say somebody has, you know, $100 million under management. We have, you know, several times that. But if they're charging a 1% fee on $100 million, that advisor's getting a million dollars a year for breathing air. Think about it. <laughs> you know, that little 1% fee, that one penny doesn't seem like a lot, but when it's on $100 million, it's a lot of money. So if you have a million dollars and somebody's being paying, you know, 10000 a year to have that advisor, some advisors don't want that number out there. The fact of the matter is that, you know, for, when people look at what we do for them, you know, we, we're not hesitant about what we're charging in our fees, and you should know what they are, but then is it competitive? So what we find is most people are paying only for investment advice. It's a total unknown what the future is. There's no real predetermined, you know, there's no, no it, it results in advanced knowledge there. And they have no tax planning and they're paying one or one and a quarter, one and a half percent. You know, they come to WealthCare and we say, okay, we're going to do it this way. And, and our fee is going to be less than one percent. It's going to include the wealth protection assets. It's going to include the wealth preservation assets. It's going to include the tax management. All of these things are inclusive in our services and quite often for the same or less money you're paying now. So back to Ben Graham price is what you're paying, what is the value that you're getting? And we exceed that value dramatically for our clients. That's amazing. So if you've saved, I'm going to go ahead and tell people how they can get in touch with you right now, sure. Bruce, because I think after hearing that, they're going to want to reach out to you. So if you've saved $500,000 or more, Bruce and his team at WealthCare are there to take your call and sit down and get to know you. Because earlier, Bruce talked about, yeah, you know, you don't need to worry about numbers on that first visit. What we want to do is get to know you. And here's the number to call. It's 888 and Bruce, as you've heard, is very confident that he can provide you with powerful and innovative options and strategies, ones that may have not been available to everyone, only the wealthy, for a very long time. But now you have that opening. So he's going to waive his usual planning fee for you if you call today. The number is 888-888-5601, 888-888-5601. Of course, you can visit us online at wealthcare.com. It's wealth, K-A-R-E.com. Now, Bruce, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the fee structure and the value here, because I think that everyone feels if they go to a financial planner, a financial advisor, that they are getting value. But I would bet that if you ask them what exactly that value was, they might not be able to answer the question. Well, that's really the step one. We say work with an advisor. What you know? What's the tangible value? And I think the answer we hear most often is, well, I hope that they're going to do better than I would do enough that it would cover their yes, fee. Yes, I that's hear the, that. that yes. That's the number one that I hear. And I said, well, hope's not a good strategy. I said, the fact is, that's not tangible. That's just guesswork. So, you know, for, for what they're paying in a fee, people don't ask. And a lot of people think, well, that's just how it is. And that's an amazing thing to me. I got free lunches in high school. So, I mean, I see the value of a nickel a little deeper than a lot of people, and I still do. And I think it's, it's very important to know what that is. And some people, when you show them this is what your fees are, like, that's, that's, that's outrageous. And I was like, okay, well, but I'm not saying it's good or bad. These are the numbers. And they're like, well, what can I do about it? I said, well, you know, what's the value you're getting? Let's, let's do a comparison. The fees are a big thing because they are a drag on the portfolio. And, you know, what can be done? So in our case, you know, if we're doing tax management, and let's say we develop a strategy that has somebody that they no longer have any 
taxable income after 74. In other words, even their Social Security is without taxation. They're in the lowest Medicare bracket, and 100% of their retirement assets are now growing tax-free, and they keep 100% of the gains. They don't ever have to share with Uncle Sam and never have RMDs. What's that worth? We don't build a plan without the tax management in it. And those people that come to us, they say, Bruce, you're the only guy with an in-depth tax management lifetime plan. That's why we're here. You know, that's the number one reason people call us and, and consult with us and become clients with us. You do get the total management. So you're getting the portfolio management. You're getting the risk reduction. You're getting wealth preservation. You're getting all these things. And that's what we've done at WealthCare since 1996. I've been doing this since 1985, you know. <laughs> so well, you know a little uh, something. Well, yeah. it's, it's yeah, <laughs> the price of wisdom is age, <laughs> yeah, you know. That's the truth. But hey, if Bruce, you like what you hear, what you see is what you get with it. Yes, and, and I think this all goes back to step one. Be realistic about what you expect, and then don't be afraid to communicate what you expect, and then stand that's by it. that. It's all about good communication. I don't think that it's probably not something that we are very good at sometimes when it comes to our money. I don't know why that is. It's about opportunities, you know, and most people, like we've talked about reducing risk, you know, most people have never seen those opportunities or had them offered to them until now. And then if you are offered, is it something that's just window dressing or is it something really in depth? I mean, at the end of the day, we're about squeezing every bit of juice out of that orange, out of that retirement nest egg. We want to get all the benefit we can get long term for you and your family. And that's our metric that we use. You know what I think it's all about really for for me is when I talk with you, I suddenly I realize what I don't know. Well, we were all that. You know, we don't know what we don't know. And right, that, you know, right. That, and that's the one thing we keep hearing from people all the time. I mean, I had one client who said it so eloquently. They said, Bruce, I didn't even know that, whatever that particular thing was. He says, but I wouldn't even have known how to ask the question to learn about it. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like the double whammy. You know, it's like it, it's bad enough you don't know about it, but you don't even have that basic premise of saying, how do I ask? And that's why we wrote Create Wealth, Retain Wealth, to educate and empower people in an easy understand format, because the name of the book is exactly what wealthy people do. You said, Bruce, sum up what wealthy people do with their money in four words. It's very simple. They want to create wealth when opportunities exist to do so. But across the board, from the risk portfolio, fees, taxes, they want to retain the wealth they have. And that's the most powerful force in our planning and in what we do. We have much more on the way, and you don't want to miss our discussion on taxes when we come back. Are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the WealthCare Investment Center. At WealthCare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial market, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level of planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the WealthCare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. You're tuned to Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. Okay, Bruce, we saved, uh, well, I'll call it the best for last, and that's taxes. In your book, Create Wealth, Retain Wealth, you write about the tax trap for surviving spouses. Mm. So I wanted to get into that. What is the tax trap? Well, this is something that we all hear about widows that run out of money or widows that are living on a shoestring, widows are living on Social Security only, what have you. And, and nobody ever asked the question, why? <laughs> you know, how does this happen? 
And it's something I think is very unfair. I'm going to try not to get as passionate on this as I really am because I really think this is, this is just a nasty thing that our government does. So most of the clients we work with are married and you have both spouses. And, you know, one of the questions typically that will come up is what happens if something happens to one of us? Well, you know, the mechanicals in retirement is, is as follows. Number one, if they're both getting social security, one of those social security incomes will disappear, the lower of the two. Mm-hmm. So whatever that is, if that's a couple thousand dollars a month, that's not coming in the door, then that money isn't coming in. So the surviving spouse says, well, and I think you said it so eloquently on the show before, they don't cut your light bill in half. They don't cut your utilities in half. They don't cut your cell bill in half, your gas bill for your vehicle, your car insurance, your property taxes, or your mortgage. None of that gets cut in half, but you lost this income. So what does the spouse have to do? They have to go to the retirement account, draw more money out. And as we've said so many times, you know, you don't take a dollar out of a retirement account without taking out an extra 20 cents and sending it to Uncle Sam exactly. or thereabouts. So every dollar you need in your hand costs you a dollar twenty. So if you need that additional $2,000, that's now $2,400 a month. That's almost $30,000 a year that you're going to be taking out of those retirement accounts you weren't taking out before. So does that drain the retirement nest egg faster? Absolutely. So you've got a loss of income. There's a problem. You're draining the retirement nest egg faster. But what is that tax rate? Well, the surviving spouse, and this is one that nobody ever thinks about, and it's an eye-opener for people, is they become, instead of married filing jointly on a tax return, they become a single taxpayer. So you now have the same tax rate as Skippy down at the Burger King, and it's a higher tax rate. We see on average that the actual tax bill, the actual amount you owe the IRS for a widow or widower goes up about 80%. So if you had to pay in like five grand, you would see that number go up maybe another $4,000 into $9,000 in taxes. So imagine wow. you've gone through this horror, you know, you're living alone, you've lost a spouse, your life partner, and you go to file your taxes and, and the tax lady or tax prep preparer says, oh, okay, you need a check for $9,000. Like, Wait a minute, we paid 5,000 in last year. Mm-hmm. Well, we paid in 5,000, but you owe 9,000. So that's a big deal. And the problem with this is that what can you do to combat it? Well, again, it comes back to tax management. The good news is we don't die super prematurely. We die in our 70s or 80s, you know. So what can we do from the time we retire at 60 or 65? What can we do before we hit 75 that we don't have that problem? So a lot of our clients, if they lose a spouse, then the spouse is taking more money out of the retirement account but they're taking it out tax-free. Even though they're in a higher tax bracket, they're not paying any taxes on that withdrawal. So having that option is a big deal because now their money goes further. You're not even sending anything to Uncle Sam, let alone a bigger number. It's also their social security they're getting is tax-free. So these are tax strategies, wealthy people. We've said it so many times, you know, if you're Bill Gates, if you're Bezos, if you're Elon Musk, if you're Warren Buffett, you've got teams of people who analyze and understand the tax code and say, you know, what are we allowed to do here to reduce our taxes? Is it just them? No, the fact is that you can do the same planning yourself. And that's what we specialize in because we want to be prepared in advance for when that occurs and then go one step further. When that second spouse dies, how much is going to Uncle Sam and how much is going to your family heirs? If you have three or more children, in most cases, without tax planning, the amount each of your three children will get is less than that fourth beneficiary. It's not even listed on your list of beneficiaries. Uncle Sam will get a bigger check than any of your three children will get unless you have tax planning. That's how valuable and how important this is long term. Bruce, I want to go back just a second to planning for spouses. So you're doing a plan for a couple and I've been through this before and they say, all right, the average age for you know, longevity is this, and for your husband, it's this. And so you kind of plan for that. But what happens if someone dies unexpectedly sooner? Does the plan kind of go out the window? Or have you already built in the possibility that something could happen, that the plan might not go according to 
Yeah, see, well, the planning system we use is exactly the same planning system I used when I worked with high net worth people. So you're plugged into certainly the, the most widely used for high net worth people platform. Okay. So when we build a plan, it's not just a collection of data one time or a spreadsheet or, you know, if you have it as a written plan, it's not just a three ring binder with a bunch of reports. It is a living, breathing plan. So from the day you become a client and we activate that plan, that is our platform. When you have a question, we plug it in, we show it to you. You know, we stress test in advance already for premature death of a spouse or what if you have a long-term care event? You know, what does that look like? The plan continues. By having the plan in place and having it live real time, see how this all starts to flow together because mm -hmm. step one, be involved. That spouse that wasn't involved is probably the one that's going to be affected deeply by loss of a spouse. By getting them involved, they know what the plan is. They've seen the plan. They understand the system. A premature death of a spouse, the plan continues. We don't shift gears. We don't start all over. But too many widows and widowers are taken advantage of by the financial industry because they say, oh, oh, well, you just need to buy all this new stuff. Again, we go back to my broker days. You saw that as an opportunity. And that's sad. That's tragic. <laughs> you know, for us, the management continues. The tax planning continues. How we do things continues. We update, here's the numbers, here's the new numbers, here's how we're going to get from here to the end of the road, and, and this is what it looks like for you to age 90 now, you know. But we have tested that in advance, so it's not an unfamiliar circumstance, and we don't have any major lateral shifts or changes. Every book you read says the same thing. Upon death, you shouldn't make any massive changes. Well, the problem is, for example, I, a lot of widows, and I've done this for so long now, GE, you know, I've, I've, the number of families where the husband bought GE, it had a good dividend. And they're like, don't you ever sell GE? It's been good to us all these years. <laughs> you know, I've watched widows have a quarter million dollars or half million dollars in GE, and I saw it erode down to $100,000. And they wouldn't let loose of that because their spouse told them not to get rid of it. And they were honoring their spouse's wishes, not what's going on in the marketplace, not that Jack Welsh isn't there anymore. And for all the things that happen with companies like GE. So, you know, times change. Your plan needs to be able to flow with that. And with the way we build our system with our Get More Retirement Planning, it is a living, breathing plan. It's already done in advance. We've done the stress testing. We don't have any lateral shifts. A couple of times during the show today, you've mentioned stress test. What is a stress test? Well, this is where the engineer in me creeps out. You know? <laughs> so I was in the nuclear engineering department on submarines, which shows you what a nut job I am. So in engineering, what you do is you want to find the point of failure. You want to find the weak spot, the weak link, as you see on the game show on television. So, you know, what is the weak link? You know, where's the weakest spot in this plan? Where will the plan break? Where is the place where we run out of money? That's kind of the stress points that people are looking for. So whenever I say stress test, it's like, okay, your spouse hasn't died, but let's prematurely, something happens to your spouse at 72 instead of living to 90. What does that look like? Oh, the government raises taxes 10%. What does that look like? So inflation goes to 4.5% instead of 2.5%. What does that look like? But then the system, we actually have, or we, we can turn them on bit by bit and combine them because... Trust me, even if you lose your spouse, the government doesn't care. They're still going to raise taxes. So how will that twofer impact you? So when we say stress test, it's being able to run real-world scenarios about things like a long-term care expense. What's the health insurance going to cost us during our retirement? What are the taxes going to look like? That's the biggest one is showing people this is what your lifetime tax bill looks like without tax management. This is what it looks like without. We just ran one for two people, 65 years old. They had about a million dollars combined in their 401ks and their IRAs, and their lifetime tax burden was about a million four and about a $400,000 tax burden at age 90 to their kids for inheriting the residue. So about a million eight. Our lifetime tax burden was 600000 and by the time they were 74, I believe, they never paid another dime in tax the rest of their life. And if they died anywhere from that point forward, their kids got 100% of the money tax-free. So that's stress testing and then finding the best strategy to overcome those stress points of failure. And that brings us back to value, right? Absolutely. It sure does. Hey, we have just a couple of minutes left. And I wanted to ask you, Bruce, how you feel your life experiences have brought you to this point. Wow. 
<laughs> That's a great one. It's really funny. All the things have added up over my life. First of all, uh, you know, I had a very loving family. And, and the first thing they said is you can do anything in this world you want as long as you put your mind to it. And that was always the focal point. You know, my father retired disability tore his back up. So that really changed the income in our family. I got free lunches in high school. And, and to be blunt, I hated that. I played all the sports. I was in all the extracurriculars, the chorus, the band, all that stuff. But, you know, I had a lot of great mentors and they gave me lots of opportunities. There's even a CBS clip somewhere of me shaking Carter's hand in the, in the Rose Garden hmm. when I was in, in the National Rural Electric Youth Tour. So the bottom line is that I look at things differently from risk because of being on a submarine. I see things in a blade of grass nobody will ever see. When you spend 90 days underwater, believe me, you, you see, you love things in the real world. You know, I'm very, I don't want to say frugal that I'm, I'm pinching every penny, but every penny counts because I, I remember what it was like not to have a lot of money. So I, I think we have a different perspective on it. And then I'm the key essential student. I'm, I'm a lifetime student. I'm always learning. We're always evolving. We're always improving. But quite frankly, you know, we take this thing to a whole different level. And then finally, the door being open for me to work with wealthy people, which really changed the dynamic of my understanding of really finding that secret I was looking for of how do you best manage your money for true wealth enhancing opportunities as opposed to just buying investments. That's the core of what's different about wealth care and certainly different about me. And that's what you're sharing through your book as well. Create wealth, retain wealth. And by the way, that's available on Amazon. So if you'd like to pick up a copy there. And this today has just been such a small part of what you'll find in the book. I want to remind you that if you would like to reach out to Bruce and his team after hearing this today, and I suspect many of you will be calling 888-888-5601. If you've saved $500,000 or more toward your retirement, give WealthCare a call, 888-888-5601. And you can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Bruce, hey, thank you so much for allowing us to pull from your book today and, and sharing that with us. And we hope that all of you will be right back here again next week for more Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. Chewing on a piece of grass, walking down the road. Tell me how long you gonna stay here, Joe. Are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the WealthCare Investment Center. At WealthCare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial markets, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher-level planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealth Care Team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Advisory services offered through the WealthCare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through American Assets Financial Corp. and RIA Wealth Solutions LNC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the WealthCare Investment Center.